Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. I'm, I'm a wee bit out here because I've just, we've just been talking to yourself for about 10 minutes. Um, I forgot to press a button, so sorry for that. Hopefully we're going live now. Um, with us tonight uh, is the old guard of David Paul. Welcome, David. Thank you, Dave. It's uh, it's it's always good to uh, have that wee bit in there, you know, because that just adds to the the variety of the evening. So no, well, uh, good to get back and and discussing, you know, Rangers and and having a wee look at you know some of their potential signings and and kind of having a look at some of the guys who've already got, you know, so it's exciting times for us. We're kind of looking forward to it, you know, and, and the transfer window hasn't even opened yet. So it's good to get the, looks like the, hopefully the majority of the business done early and get these guys uh, in the door from day one in pre-season. Yeah, certainly is. Uh, and the second guest tonight is uh, Bill. Uh, welcome, Bill. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Davey. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, looking forward to talking about some uh, transfers and possible players coming in. There's some exciting names and we've already had a couple of signings, which is good. Uh, I think it could be a very exciting season next season. Yeah, certainly can. No, our last guest for today, but certainly not the least, um, over from the comment section for our first podcast. Hopefully it won't be the last one. Hopefully she gets to, to like it and uh, and is on more often. Is Shona McLean? Shona, how are you? I'm very well. I thought it was me that was going to be making mistakes tonight, but you've taken my place already, David. So happy days. I'm up for that. No, it's um, like it's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to everything and anything about Rangers. And uh, looks like not only Nicholas Sturton's made an arse of it tonight, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm famous for it. I'm well well known, not just for the podcast. I'm famous for it all over my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, as, as normal, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube live at the moment, and on Acast and Spotify. We'll be on after the podcast finishes. Um, to start tonight, we're going to get into the subject that's sort of a the big topic of today is the John Souter injury. Um, I'll come over to you first, Jonah, as you're the, the newbie. Um, again, seemingly he's going to pull out of the Scotland squad uh, because of an injury. What, what do you make of this? Well, if it's another ankle injury, they're um, obviously concerned about it because last ankle injury he had, he was out for most of the season, only just returned there, so um, and he was on good form. Uh, so, I, look, I would hate him to obviously... Uh, this injury to be more bothered with only what pre-season, what four weeks away. So for me, as as I like to say that I'm not very keen on uh, Rangers players obviously playing for Scotland mainly because anytime they go away, they get injured. They're out for months. So and for me, he's probably Scotland's best centre back. Yeah, I will add. You look very nice in your new Rangers shirt, Shona. So. Uh... Glad, glad you've got that in there. We're, we're all stuck with these old ones uh, just now. Um, Davey, oh, well, I've come around everybody with this one because it's such a big subject. Um, what would you think of this uh, Suter case? Uh, I'd rather we just stayed away from it. I would just John Suter and Ryan Jack would just stay away from that, the Scotland set-up. It's, uh, for me personally and, and, and the Rangers fans that I go to the game with, offers, offers us nothing because... Uh, We've, you know, when Ryan Jack's going to play for Scotland, and it, and it happens to be at Petaudry, and that, that's the invitation for the, the Aberdeen fans to abuse him. Now, I'm not for that at all. It's uh, and particularly, you know, if Rangers and and, and it's, it's has happened to Ryan Jack, and it's now happened to John Souter, where Rangers players are getting injured, and it's impacting Rangers. You know, with the inclusion in the Scotland squad, I'm not for it at all. But <clears throat> I think there. There are other opinions, but it's. I think I would stick my neck out and say that the the bulk of Rangers fans would uh, would quite happily see the back of the whole lot of it. Yeah, well, we, we did discuss this on uh, on on the daily news, and and you did say that you think it could cause a lot of trouble amongst the supporters and uh, and probably the management group uh, letting players go. Of course, you can't. Uh, the club can't stop players going to play for Scotland. Um, the, the 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 FIFA, I think it is. They 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 just have made a rule that you've got clubs have got to let players go. Uh, so that that's the 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 short and the narrow of it. Uh, Bill, what's your uh, opinion on it? Um, yeah, well, we we talked about this before, obviously, and I I don't want to see Rangers players getting injured playing for Scotland. I don't really have. I'm I'm relaxed enough about players playing for their country. Um, with Souter, you know, he was he was one of our best players towards the end of last season. When he did play, he didn't do much wrong. And but as, as far as I understand so far, uh, it seems to be just a knock. So hopefully that's all that it is, and it doesn't turn into something longer term. But uh, I'd be gutted if we get to the start of next season and he's not available because he's picked up an injury. Yeah, well, um, I think he came in uh, at the beginning of the season and there was discussion then whether he was still carrying an injury. Then he played for Livingston 
and after that he disappeared for 220 days and 43 games. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, uh, if you look through his, his complete history, which which was uh, printed out today, uh, 142 games, I think it is, uh, that, that he's missed in the last five years, which is, is absolutely a shambles, really. It's, it's a shambles of a career. Um, Shona, let's, let's take it that the, the worst-case scenario is that he is um, he is injured, a long-term injury, and Conor Golson doesn't make it back for the beginning of the season. What are we going to do? Well, I think that's why we've been linked with a lot of defenders, haven't we? Um, seems to be, like I thought a couple of weeks ago, it would be all the way about forwards, likes of Morelos leaving, obviously Cholak not being able to cut it, and obviously Roof, but it looks like we've been linked with a lot of defenders, trusty, now obviously Panzo will be sticking about uh, later on, um, and obviously that might mean the, the last for Davis as well, so at the moment we're just, that's who we've been left with is, is Davis at centre-back, so it is a bit of a concern, but um, maybe that's the reason why we've been linked with a lot of these kind of youth centre-backs and can play more than one position as well, so um, yeah, we'll just need to wait and see who we bring in the transfer window, but that seems to be the way that we're going at the moment. Not a lot of forwards that we're interested in, so um, look, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? So um, it'll be interesting, but yeah, it's a big concern if we don't have the likes of Davis and uh, sorry, Sutter and uh, Goldson, because for me, I think Sutter's probably played better than Goldson in the last couple of weeks, so um, yeah, we'll just need to see what Beale's thinking. I don't think the argument is that... Um... The, the uh, Suter's not a good player. The argument is just that he's such a, a poor injury record. I mean, and, and I think you can take Roof into this is the, this discussion as well. I mean, the the, the players that well, I mean, go, um, Suter's got a long term contract. He's going to be sitting here anyway, whether he's uh, whether he's playing or not. He's going to be sitting here. Um, so we're stuck with him. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think. Roof's got a one year left on his contract. I, I certainly wouldn't even, even if he had a great season, I don't. I would doubt I would be thinking about uh, making that a longer contract. But anyway, it brings us on to centre. We're, we're left with Davies and uh, King at the moment. The news is, is or the rumours that are kicking about is that we're about to bring in Jonathan Ponza. Uh, Am I right there? No, sorry, Panzo said it the wrong way about. Um, Dave, what do, you, what do you think? Um, it's, it's good night for me tonight. Uh, I don't know much about him, Dave. I've not seen the YouTube reels, or and I, I, ha I don't know much about his career stats. I know he's been around the block a few, with a couple of clubs, but he, Forrest signed a whole load of players last year. I don't think he's featured much in, in Forrest's squad. But Michael Beale knows this boy from uh, Chelsea, so he is very, very aware of this guy and, and what he could bring to Rangers. So I think we just have to trust Michael Beale on this, uh, that he knows he knows the player of who he's dealing with. So uh, the other guys, you know, trusty, uh, I don't know too much about. But I'm sure Michael Beale, I mean, we've got two months left before we uh, kick the ball in earnest. So I'm hoping that Connor Goldson and uh, John Suter if they've got anything that they should have uh, cleared up. I, I think, obviously, uh, Connor Goldson being in crutches the last I saw him is uh, 
might be a concern, but uh, Connor Golson's made of resolute stuff, as as we have saw with you know his his uh, <clears throat> games number of games he's played for Rangers. You know, in the fifty five season, I think he was ever present, and 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 most of last season as well. So uh, he hasn't had a huge injury uh, record, but uh, Big Connor should be <clears throat> if he's out, it'll be out for a bloody good reason. Uh, John Souter, as you said, you know his track record is is really concerning. And now that uh, I mean, I, I don't know how how they picked up the injury. I think it was a Scotland training camp, as I understand it. I could be wrong here, but uh, if <clears throat> which brings me back, you know, why why do we want to be putting our players in, in jeopardy un- unnecessarily? But I mean, if his heart's set on it, then there's probably nothing the club can do. So, but I think that's uh, we're a long way off from. Uh, We'll penciling names in as to what our starting eleven will be. Because I think we're July the twenty second. I think before we uh, we face Newcastle. So uh, I, I don't know what our defence will look be. We've got uh, some time before we, uh, you know, players that we're hopefully going to sign, but guys who are injured and the guys who are already here. So it's a uh, panicky not, I would say. Yeah, well, the, the one, I don't know whether you you guys saw the the Panzo the game against Luton Town in Coventry for the playoffs. Uh, Panzo come on, and it was him that made the blunder that they put uh, Luton into the next uh, the next the, uh, the promotion. I think it was, and I wonder how he'll manage to get over that mistake. Oh, what do you think? It's a, a, a huge mistake at that age. What will do to you? Well, I don't know. You hope people just sort of uh, deal with the process and move on. You know, like you're a footballer, you're going to make mistakes, just like in any career. You just you kind of like you kind of sort of dwell on it. And I'm sure that if you've got good coaches around you and all of that, even if you are young, they'll talk you through it. So I, I don't think I'd be too concerned. It was actually it was an interesting point that Shona made talking about. Um, you know, looking at some of these players that can play multiple positions, I think that's a really good thing that we're bringing in guys like that, you know, and we're being linked to players like that. I think that when you've got sort of players that can fill in various areas of the pitch, it gives you so much more flexibility when, you know, some of your starting 11 is out that you can kind of slot somebody in there. And, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're sort of signing or being linked with defenders for a reason, you know. Obviously, Suter has had injuries in the past. We're not too sure what the future holds for him. Goldson's got a knock at the moment and uh, time only marches forward. It doesn't stand still. So as Goldson's career progresses in the next couple of years, he might start to have more injuries just with the, the wear and tear of having played so many games for so long. So, you know, being linked with defenders and hopefully we can get a couple of guys in that eases the load a little bit. I think probably Ben Davies will be out the door. You know, I don't see him being at Rangers next season. So that frees up that space and that wage for us to then bring another defender in. I've not actually watched the guy, uh, Panzo, because, um, again, I, I don't watch English football, as I've said on the show many times now. Uh, but like Davey said, you know, see the fact that Beale already knows this guy, I think that's a really good thing. And, you know, we're being linked to a lot of players from England or that are playing in the English league. And presumably that's because Beale already knows them, whether he... He knows them personally or he's just seen them a lot and watched a lot of them. So, you know, I, I'm trusting Bale and it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see 
in a month's time or something like that, the the pre-season friendly and see what our starting eleven on the day is going to be and hopefully get a glimpse of, you know, some of the new players that we've brought in. Yeah, yeah, we've still got um, a few players to come back as well from loan. Uh, the boy from Kilmarnock, I hope somebody can help me out with his name at the moment, but um, he's a, he's to come back. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think there's much else in the in, in the reserves. Sorry, Lewis Mio, is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, thank goodness we've got a female one that knows can get a memory. <laughs> um, Lewis Mayo, he's still to come back from Kilmarnock. I would imagine Mayo will give him a chance in training to see what he can do before uh, before he's either loaned out again or moved on permanently. I would imagine it would, would be now because uh, at his age, I doubt if uh, keep loaning him out will be will be the good strategy for Rangers in a whole. Um, another name that was mentioned with Davy was. Uh, Mentioned there was Austin Trusty. I think Arsenal are pricing him out our league. Uh, from what I've sort of, uh, we're we're sitting down in the two and a half to three, maybe going up to four for a striker. But I don't think we're going to be paying four or five million for a uh, for a centre half as yet. Um, I think we're we're getting priced out that game, Davy. I know he was one of your favourites at the at the time to come in. But I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I, I don't think the the position should matter in terms of you know how much we're paying. We should be paying for quality. If if he's going to be valued at that sort of money, and, and you know the, the money that we pay is kind of reflected in the quality of the player that we get, then I, I wouldn't be balking on on paying five million pounds for a defender because defenders are as important as goal scorers. You know, there's, they're all important. So if if he was the correct quality, then then. We, we should not be shying away from paying the money that is required to get that level of quality. So, I mean, if even if it's sacrificing, you know, bringing in a couple of one and a half million pound players, two million pound players, because when you compare the, the transfer market we're operating in, you know, with the transfer market of the English Premier League as a whole, I mean, we're, we're very much at the bargain basement end of, of things, you know. So we're bumping about two and three million pound players to sign players from premiership clubs. These guys are, are, are on the fringes of not even the reserves, probably their academy that we're, we're dealing in. So and that, that's just the, the reality of things. So there's not much we can do about that. If we're going to go to the English Premier League and shop for players, then we can expect to pay serious money for even modest levels of quality, never mind uh, you know, proven campaigners. So maybe it's a market we should just avoid. There's uh, there are probably leagues throughout Europe and, and you know and throughout the world even you know where we could get better quality. As soon as you go to the English Premier League, you can obviously it's two and three times the prices for for just average players. We see that all the time. So maybe it's uh, something we should avoid. But certainly, trusty uh, again, Michael Beale will know of these guys, so he he will pretty much know what he's getting. And if Arsenal are playing hardball, you're looking for four and five million pounds, and we don't just we can't justify that sort of expenditure, then then we, we need to shop elsewhere. David, can I just come in there as well? Because the other thing to think about with English players is that the wages are absolutely astronomical, you know, and it's it's not just about the transfer fee. Even if we do have the money for the transfer fee, 
sometimes going that extra million quid then means we can't even get close to wage demands. So Davy's point there about let's look at leagues across Europe because as a club, you know, the money that we've got, I think what we need to be doing is is what we've, we've been doing already sometimes is bringing in these younger players who like a, you maybe call a hot prospect and then develop them and then sell them on for the big money. Because Davy's right, we simply don't have the money to go and get sort of seasoned campaigners from the English Premiership. Yeah, it breaks your heart, doesn't Sorry, on you go, Shona. No, I was just thinking there, obviously, we have looked at like, like some Stifuentes and that from further ashore. I just think that Field looking at players that he's already knowing what he's already coached before, so he kind of knows what, he's, what we're going for here. He seemed to be all quite young as well. So, for me, as much as obviously the English Premier League has its downfalls with the, the likes of the wages and that, surely if these players do well up here, we'll get quite good money from them because they've obviously from the English Premier League. So it kind of works in both ways. I, I look at, obviously, this Panzo. He's played at, at England international level, at youth level, all throughout his career. So um, for me, Bill obviously knows the market down there. He's obviously trying to use it as best as possible. And maybe that's why we're going for Panzo over Trusty, because maybe he's got a better relationship with Panzo, working with him previously. Um, also noticed that he's a left-sided centre-back. So... Like Bill says, I think that will mean the end for Davis. Um, so, look, I presume that the trusty deal has probably gone dead and obviously asking for too much money. Um, and look, let's see what this guy plans is all about. I mean, he's young. I think we should be able to give him a chance. Like Bill said, he's, he's obviously a bit raw because he also made that mistake. But young players do these things, don't they? And it's up to us. Like, it's not, no offence, but making defensive errors is kind of a... I think for us this year, so um, look, he's a young boy um, and Bill, I think Bill obviously knows him and I think going down to that market where he's played it, was it Chelsea, Chelsea youth level and Monaco as well, so he, he will be known to other clubs so if he does well up here and we get and I say I could give a bit of money for him then I think that's a good deal Well I think that's the system we've got to, we've got to play is bringing in young players uh, and selling them on for a profit and um, but that, see the unfortunate thing now is even if you're, I mean, you, we used to say go abroad and there, there must be young players abroad. But any player now that, that that's a wee bit half decent, all you see is Chelsea are after them, the City Group are after them, and it, they're, 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 they're just hoovering up all young from the whole of Europe. They're hoovering up all young talents, mm-hmm. and if, if they, they're not good enough, they spit them back out, and if they are good enough, they they, they keep them mostly. Put them out and loan. Very rarely do they break into the Chelsea team or the or, or the Man United, Man City team. Uh, I mean, if you, if you, even if you look at look at Celtic, they're virtually feeding from the the the, the City team. Uh, most of their their signings are, are through the City team now. So they seem to have a a, 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 a join with with, with with Man City at some some point. But anyway. Um, We'll go off the, the, the centre-back situation now and move upfield to the centre-forward position. Um, I, I can't get away with this guy's name. Surreal Kula Walla. Dessers. I love, I love that middle name, Kula Walla. <laughs> and uh, he is uh, he's seemingly it's a done deal, everybody's saying. Um, his, his last gig was by Sarah Sarah. Uh, what do you think of that Terramesa or what you call it down in, in Italy they, they get demoted and 
he's up for sale. They wanted six and a half million for them. As far as I believe, first of all, Rangers in a, a probably a low bid, and they now seemingly have agreed at four point four million. I've heard a, read a story, and that could be about to take place any time. Now I know quite a bit about him because uh, because my my Dutch and I've been reading up on the on the Dutch. Uh, the, the the Dutch papers and uh, from from that that time and he done really well with Feyenoord. Feyenoord wanted him back actually, but they couldn't afford him at that time. They said he couldn't afford them. Feyenoord done a wee bit of dirty on him and they said that it was his, he was demanding too many wages. But uh, Desser said himself, he says I would have played for the for the wage I was on, uh, but Feyenoord didn't put up the money. And seemingly even investors interested in paying. Uh, Dessers' wages at that time. So, I think everything's actually very good about him. He's, he's certainly got a, a, a score, a goal scoring rate of more than two per game, every two, one goal for every two games. So, what's not to like, Dave? Nothing, according to you. <laughs> no, it was. I think this is absolutely one that Rangers must get right because if if we have got a uh, any money in the bank, then we should be uh, targeting it towards goal-scoring uh, players because last season, last couple of seasons, really, the, our goal-scoring has, has has let us down. You know, because this season, you know, time and time again, the games at Ibrox, games away, we're all to possession. We just don't convert it into goals. You know, the number of times we you know, was there one game against St. Johnston, we had something like twenty-one corners. I don't know how many crosses into the box. Livingston, I think, was another game where mm-hmm. we put seventy odd crosses into the box, and we just don't convert it to goals. We ended up drawing with Livingston that day. Jesus Christ! So this is the amount of possession that we have. The gap between you know them and us in terms of the goals scored is just outrageous. It's we're twenty something odds. So that's pretty much what cost us. So we we need to get back to centre forwards at Rangers who will score. A minimum twenty goals a season because there's a there's no reason why they shouldn't. They will certainly get the service, and I think the way Michael Beale will set up, you know, is uh, I'm hoping that this uh, chappie uh, <clears throat> is actually going to be the real deal, and, and that Michael Beale will know where he's going to slot into the system that he wants to put in place. So I mean, to the even to the detriment of defenders, our, our absolute signing priorities must be a. Uh, goal-scoring strikers, attacking midfielders, or, or at least midfielders who, who can contribute, maybe even 10 to 15 goals, even 10 goals a season would, would be uh, would be better than what we've been doing recently. So I'm, I'm sure he's aware of that, but we cannot afford to get this one wrong because we need goals, and we have for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I mean... In, in his past, he's definitely he's definitely been scoring. I mean, I'll take it from his time when he went to Holland. He didn't do that brilliant in, in Belgium in the beginning, but he would have been young. Um, Nat Breda, he scored, he played 36 games and scored 22 goals. And then he moved on to Utrecht. And it's not quite true here with, with the, the figures I've got. It says here he got 40, 40, goals, 40 games and 12 goals, but that's not true because... That was actually in the time of uh, Corona, and he was actually given a share of the the goal scoring trophy 
uh, on 15 goals. So he scored 15 goals that season. And that was a season that was disrupted. The, the one that there sort of, was, a, was a strange sort of a league system here that was in Scotland that was the league was given to somebody who didn't deserve it or something like that. I think I think I remember something about that. Um, and the only to get against Genk, he didn't really. Then he moved on to Feyenoord, and he scored he scored a good few goals at Feyenoord, and he came off the bench quite a lot, and he always seemed to score in the the winner in the last few minutes uh, for Feyenoord. And then last year uh, with Cremonese, obviously relegation team, scored six goals. You're not going to score 20, 30 goals in a relegation battle, are you, Bill? No, you're not. Uh, I loved how you got your tongue around his middle name, Davey. That was that was just class. Beautiful to behold. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't judge a striker on um, you know, the, the team that he played for getting relegated last season. You, you can't look at the number of goals he scored there. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm still a big fan of Antonio Cholak, but does he fit into Beal's system? I don't really know. Uh, what Davey said is right, though. We need strikers that can score goals. You can't have it next season that your right back's your top scorer again. It's you know it's not sustainable for a club like Rangers. We need to be banging in goals, and we need our forwards to be doing that. So I, you know, this boy, I've, I've seen his highlights and stuff on YouTube. I don't know quite as much about him as you do, Davey, but from what I've seen, I'm really imp- impressed. He's strong player, can take the ball on, all of that. So hopefully just what we need and hopefully comes in. Yeah, that's that's uh, the, the, the one. I mean, I've been asking around as well, my mates, uh, what, what they thought, thought of him. Um, uh, the one thing they said, I mean, I've watched, watched quite a few films of him as well, and Dutch films of him, and He's, he's certainly strong with the ball. He, he's got a good shot. He can hit with, with both feet. And uh, the, only, the only one thing that everybody sort of seems to say that he's not very good in the air, uh, he, he won't score a lot of goals with his head. So that's, a, that's a, the sort of a rundown in him. But I mean, certainly his goal uh, average isn't, uh, is, isn't to be talked about. I mean, it's, 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 it's fine. So moving on... Um, yeah, and the, 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 just a, a scene here that he's, he's also friends with Calvin Bassey, Leon Balligan and Joe Arico, so they might give him a, a wee nod to how, what it is like at Rangers. Um, name that's cropped up in the last few days, uh, Shona, I take it you've heard about it, you follow the, 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 the daily news. Um, Sam Lammers from Atlanta. Now, he's a player... That uh, he was brought up with PSV youth system. Then he came into the youth, the PSV first team, and PSV were want to offer them a new contract, which he, he accepted verbally. And then uh, all of a sudden, when it came to signing the contract, he turned around and says, "No, I'm moving to Atlanta." And uh, PSV were. Absolutely mortified, no mortified. They were absolutely furious at him, and they blame his agent for it. But anyway, it couldn't help them because he hadn't signed, so he moved to Atlanta. Now his career hasn't been that great since then. Um, he's not really played for Atlanta a lot. He, he get moved out and uh, on on loan to Eintracht Frankfurt, I think it was, and obviously mm-hmm. Sam Dory was the last one. Um. What do you, what do you think of this? I'll, I'll tell, the, the one thing I'll give you, Shona, before you answer, 
is it's a player with a lot of potential who was at one time a £10 million player, but it's sort of a disappeared. Well, for me, it's, it's the end for Tolak if Lammers happens, because they're two kind of summer players in, in my eyes. Um, I think with Lammers, he, he kind of reminds me watching videos of him and YouTube videos of him, of Jelovic, kind of slightly like he's very, very calm, he's very composed on the ball. He doesn't really have that much pace. He's good with his head. Um, scores a lot of headers, which obviously will be something we're looking at, obviously, going forward. So I think he's an upgrade on Cholak. Um, so for me, he's probably have to go out the door. And him and this other guy, is it Dessers? They're now both like hitting like middle middle 20s, late 20s. So for me, they've got to be the finished article coming out of the Rangers. They've got to be the finished article. They've got to come in, hit the ground running, it's not like if we get this Josh Madger, who's maybe a player that can slightly develop at 24. I think when you're hitting 28, you've got to be the finished article at that point. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just hoping, obviously, Beal um, has got, obviously, knows this player as well, obviously, from around Italy a few times, I think, with these rumours that came about. So now we know the reason as to why he was in Italy at the time. Um, it looks like a good transfer fee. Um, he's got he's an he was he an internationalist as well, hasn't he? He's been an internationalist but as well. So like for me, um I think it's actually quite a good signing. I quite like the look of him. I've what I've seen he's got kinda of a wee bit of skill, a wee bit of trickery about him as well. Um but I do think I don't think he's gonna be a number one. I don't think he'll be like the, the out and out number one striker. But I do think he'll probably be a replacement for like Tolak. Um and that's the way I'm looking at it. And just had a wee message there to say that my nine-year-old nephew is watching us, so it's great to see that, obviously, not just the older ones, the young ones, Maria, are watching us, so, like, here, um, thanks very much for, for watching me. So, yeah, happy days. So, we'll see what happens, obviously, with these transfers, but for me, at that age, they've got to be the finished article. They've got to hit their ground running when they come into Rangers. Because we won't yeah, get that uh... much of a single one from them, I don't think, at that age. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, he's certainly got a lot of skill. Um, goal scoring, I'm a wee bit more or less uh, favourable for him. I, I, I sort of I put him more than Ryan Kent. I think he'll score more than Ryan Kent, but I sort of I put him in that sort of, uh, he's got the trickery of sort of Ryan Kent, although he prefers to play through the middle. Um, and here's me, the whole uh, podcast, trying not to mention Cholak, because Davey's so upset with Cholak that um, I, I've been trying not to mention him. Davy is Wyatt Lammers the 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 uh, replacement for Cholak. Uh, I'm I'm tempted to say no, but he probably is because we. Uh, I think it's as Shona says that that we we cannot afford to get this wrong. As I said, you know that we we need something who's going to come in here and uh, will slip into this team and perform just like Todd Cantwell because quite often we'll bring in signings, you know, and he'll. We'll get, oh, he needs a pre-season. You know, he'll need six months to acclimatise. We don't need any of that. We need someone who's going to be firing from the moment they hit the first team. Sometime, kind of late July, early August, we need uh, we need goals from these guys. So that's what Michael Beale's challenge is in terms of getting us a, a firing forward line. We need goals from the get-go. So it's not going to be, you know, you're, okay, well, two or three months to settle in. We, we don't have that time. We need to fire up from, from the start. From the first word, from the word go, from the first whistle, we need this to work because uh, 
too often we've been we've been found wanting in terms of goal scoring. We just do not convert the amount of possession and chances that we create into goals. That has to stop because next year we need to win that bloody league and uh, getting a, a firing forward line will help us do that. Some of the other positions I think we could uh, we could get take a chance on, you know, with some players, you know, and if they don't work, then, you know, as, as long as we get most of them right, that's not true of the forward line. We need to get, uh, we need to get this right. <clears throat> so we, we can't, as Shona said, we can't afford to take the chance on guys who are 23, 24, who are, who are deemed to be potential. We need guys who are going to step, pull the jersey over their head and be 10 minutes later banging them in. So that's, that's where we need to get to. Dave, the, the 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 players we brought in, I will give you all a chance at this. Um, three, could could we be going three five two? It depends who the two are, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. Lammers, Lammers, and Dessers. Yeah. Uh, well. If, I mean, if you including the five, you know, are just two wing backs, which would be Tavernier and yeah. Ridvan on the other side, you know, it's with with a, a two up front, uh, yeah, that could certainly work. But uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, Bill, what's your opinion on that? It's uh, it's interesting because it was something I was actually talking about when Van Bronckhorst was in charge, you know, and things weren't working for him, and I was thinking about, well, why don't we try? Going three five two, and you know we have Tavernier, and whether it's Barisic or Ridvan, both you know sort of equally able to play that type of role where they're bombing down the wing. Um, so I, I think it would certainly be something worth trying. And you're kind of thinking maybe about the boy Dessers being a sort of physical number ten, and the guy Lammers being a target man is like a number nine. Is that kind of what you're thinking about, Dave? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think if you, you look at the boy Sterling and then look at the boy, uh, look at, um, well, we're, we're taking that the goals will be fit and uh, Suter will be fit. And then you've got the, the, the two backs, the Tavernier and Red Van. And no, we've, we've brought in. Uh, well, supposedly, which we're going to go into a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping a wee bit out. Uh, you'll say, yeah, there's another name I'm going to have to look up. Uh, Sif Rentis. We brought in him. Uh, so, I mean, certainly we could we could fill a five in the midfield. 
And no, with, with, with Lammers and uh, and Dessers up front, that that would just show now. What do you think? Do you think you're, could you go that? No, no, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think it would be under. I know people keep saying this, maybe in the league, but or maybe at home. But I just think that we're going to go with these two, like two inverted kind of wingers. I think that's the plan. I think when you've got the likes of Lawrence, you've got Cantwell, you've got Dowell coming in, you've got Sakala. Technically, these players are kind of playing as a second striker anyway. Um, I just can't see us going with two of our strikers and taking one of those guys out of the team. Like, who would you take out? You know, that way. Um, mm-hmm. Unless um, the likes of maybe Dessers comes in from the left or the right. I know we're talking about, obviously, Josh Madger as well. He can kind of play along those positions. But I suppose that's a headache for Beal. I think the good thing is, though, we're getting these players in that can play a number of positions. So if we want, we can play with two up front if we wanted to. Um, we can play with inverted wingers. I personally think we'll go inverted wingers and obviously the fullbacks bombing down the, the both sides um, of the pitch. That's just the way I'm looking at it from kind of Beale's tactics, the way it's going. But I don't I don't know if they will go with two up front, um, particularly just the two main ones, maybe one coming in from the left or the right. Um, I just can't see that under Beale. I know he's been saying it for a while, but we've yet still to see two up front, haven't we? So um, look at Sakala. Sakala has played kind of like more like a striker at times as well, hasn't he, for us? So, um, not for me, not for me. Um, but you never know, you never know. But I just, I just think that Bill's going to go with more two inverted wingers than two up front, unless it's maybe in a, in a league game or a cup game where you might want to mix it up because there is talk of going maybe a back three. What is that during games? It's going to a back three. So, I suppose that's a good thing about having all these players in different positions, isn't it? So. We wait and see. Yeah. We wait and see. But it's very exciting to talk about it, isn't it? So, um, yeah. but yeah, I don't see. I don't see two up front. I'm afraid. So I'm going to have to disagree on this one with you guys. Well, the, see, the thing that that gets me, Dave, is that um, we brought in Sterling, who's officially a right back, who doesn't score goals. Um, we've got a right back who scores twenty odd goals a season. Um. Where where is Sterling's place going to be in this? Uh, if if, if Tavernier's playing, they bomb down the wing. Now I know Sterling can also bomb down the wing, but he's he's it says himself, I'm actually a defender, and defending's my main job. I can attack, but defending's my main job. So would I mean it's a funny buy really when 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 we've got Tavernier. Uh, well, what's funny is that we we rely on Tavernier for so many goals. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, I think we should uh, take some pressure off that guy and have our defenders defend first and foremost, you know, and, 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 and Sean is right. I think Beal's wedded to the four-two-three-one. you know, that's the system that he, he is, is his go-to, which he very rarely, you know, strays from. So it's unlikely that we're ever going to see two up front. Uh, and, <clears throat> but if Tavernier, if, you know, we were to replace it, if we get the, the signings right, you know, in our midfield, you know, box-to-box midfielders, you know, which she often complains about, you know, that we, we need to be better in both boxes, you know, so we need the players who are going to be better in both boxes and, and convert our possession into goals. Then that will take some of the pressure off Tavernier. And maybe, you know, the, the right-back that we need is, is a better defender than Tavernier. So all combinations are, are, are possible, but it really, I'm hoping that Michael Beale will, will have and I think uh, Shona mentioned this, it's Michael Beale should have the headache 
of you know those guys out in the training ground, you know, are all pushing for a place, absolutely bursting their arse on that training ground to, to get in the manager's team. And that is reflected in our performances at the weekend. I don't think we've had enough competition in the squad, quality competition for, you know, there's too many players have, be, have, have got, you know, could do anything and they, they would be a first pick. Whereas we need to, you know, a couple of people for each position and there to be a genuine contest for that. You know, much like, I mean, from the goalkeeper out, Jack Butland and McCrory, you know, fighting it out and that Michael Beale chooses from their performance on the training ground, who's going to play on a Saturday and, and have that competition pay dividends for us in terms of our, our results. That, that's ultimately where we want to get to. But I think he, he is wedded to the 4-2-3-1, so we're, we're unlikely to see two up front. Uh, so I'm hoping that you know, the quality of the signs are going to come in, which are going to push guys like Sakala out of first, the first team, you know, onto the bench. Sakala will be there as, you know, the, he'll be the break glass striker, you know, for the last 10 minutes when things are, you know, we're up against a wall somewhere. And that the signings from the summer are all going to be, you know, be featuring the first team prominently because uh, we, and that, that's going to require some money. So that, and that is the gamble for us. So we need to concentrate our resources and where we need the, the, the most help, and that's scoring goals. So if Michael Beale was to just pay, spend all the money that, that we've got in getting us the right set, the right forwards, then then I think that's what we should do because there's no use packing the place with midfielders who uh, because we've got some decent midfielders already. Mm-hmm. We've got Tom Lawrence to come back, maybe one other one other, you know that we, we would need to add to maybe to replace our field. But uh, the defence we've got, our problems haven't been in defence domestically, but it's it's been scoring goals. So concentrate our fire there. Yeah, did you see? I'm trying. I'm trying to get my my head round what what is actually going to be. If, if we go four two three one and we take the standard defence, what we've had now, we've got Sterling to add to that. Where he's going to fit in? I have no idea whether he fills in for Tav or whether he whether he moves into the centre or not. I don't know. Certainly, if we've got the injury list that we, that we seem to be having, he, he probably will end up in there. But um, it's not his normal position. His normal position is a right back. And then I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, Raskin. You know, the the boy Sefruentes is is more a he, he can play a, a bit defensively, but he's more a box to box attacking midfielder. And then you've got Cantwell. And you've got the other uh, new boy from from uh, Norwich, which which I've, I've, his name's left my head again. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying. I'm trying to get if Lawrence comes back as well. He's more to the left. I'm trying to sort of get my head round who's going to be playing where. Bill, can you can you help me in this? Well, I think you know the, this idea of. His normal position's right back, but he can cover across the back. He's not going to dislodge Tavernier from the team. I, I can't see it next season. I think Tavernier will still be first pick at right back when he's fit. So the question then is, is it just back up for Tavernier or is this more of an idea of we've got a player now who can probably cover across the back line for anybody who drops out injured? So is that perhaps what we're thinking or... Is it going to be something at the left field, like you said, Dave? We go three, five, two, and anything's up for grabs, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, we 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 take it. Can't, I mean, Cantwell will stay in the middle. 
So we're, we're talking about um, uh, about Dessers up front, I would imagine. that would. That, I mean, we're not buying them for, to, to, to threaten the bench, I don't think. Uh, so then, 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 then the two, the two behind him. Uh, I, I take it Lammers would be supposed, supposedly one, and the other one, um, yeah, who, who would be the other one? Hmm? Would you say Dave? Sorry, it's going to be Todd Cantwell and, and Raskin. You know, uh, and and mm. a and other. You know, is, so they they no, all be. Uh, no, no. No, but we're talking about that. I think Raskin will be will play in deep midfield. I don't think he'll be. I don't he'll think be he'll. Be, yeah, he'll be one of the two. But I'm I'm talking. I'm sorry. I was talking about the the in, in front of the the attacker, the two two uh, attacking midfielders. Can't will be one, I would imagine, and Lammers probably the other one. Sifuentes maybe. Sifuentes would probably be the one. And then the two Raskin and one other. Yeah, do you think do you think Velo's gonna play with more like a diamond shape in midfield of Park? Can you see him playing like more of a diamond with Cantwell obviously further up top? Mm. Obviously Raskin playing behind, um on the and then having maybe the likes of Dowell in there as well. So I don't know, Dowell and Raskin. So we've got Dowell Raskin. Mm. I mean as I said, I don't know, he seems to be going with these kind of this kind of diamond kind of shape, it doesn't it? Sounds so. Um, I think uh, it'll be Sifuente, Raskin, and Cantwell in midfield, and then you'll have Joel and maybe the likes of Lawrence coming off the wings, um, somebody else off there as well. Maybe that's maybe why we're looking at another winger, um, and then with somebody up top. But I suppose it's exciting to see and it's exciting to talk about, but that's that where I kind of think. I think Michael Beale is uh, is quite open to actually the structure of the team and where they choose to play, because I noticed that you know when when Todd Cantwell was, was essentially given you know free license, he would appear in the right, he would appear in the left, yeah. so he doesn't really get too hung up on you know telling them you know you you plow this s- section of the pitch and and don't cross over. I think he lets them just kind of he trusts them to to play it amongst themselves. Say right. If he moves there, then you 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 counter that by moving across, you know, so that they they do work and and with one another in terms of you know if who, who's going where and if one strays out of position, the other guy then just recognises that and, and fills in mm-hmm. elsewhere. So I think it, it will be quite fluid in terms of I don't think he'll be too structured in terms of where where he asks these guys to play. I mean, obviously, essentially, you'll be playing midfield. We're in that midfield. I think he he just trusts the players, and I think that's what uh, he did when when Stevie G was there. You know, with the likes of Rebo, you know, he, he just gave them license to say, "Look, just go over it. The mood takes you, really, but as long as you know that the other guys on the pitch are aware of that, so that they are operating as a unit, then and and they move forward and 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 were quite creative in, in that sense. So, I think Michael Beale will be a uh, will be resorting to something like that. They're not going to be, it's not going to be a rigid structure in terms of what, what he asks them to do. They'll give them a kind of general outline and, and leave the players to get on with it. it. It certainly worked in the past. So it's a good point, Dave. He's actually done that quite a lot this season, if you mm-hmm. think about it, you know, with, uh, I remember watching Sakala popping up on both left and right in numerous games and things like that. So it's, that's a really good point. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he, he encourages him to do it. Yeah, I, 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 from what I've been reading, the Palma uh, isn't going through. That's 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 going to be chopped. I think they're, they're they're trying they're asking too much money for him. Although he wants to come, whether they they, they reopen negotiations and get try and get the price down, I don't know. But at the moment, it's, it seems to be uh, it seems to be on hold. So, yeah, there seems to be an issue with his. Is it the transfer? There's more than one person involved, so it's like it's, there's something along those lines. But there's like a, it's like a three-way transfer. Um, I don't know if it's these kind of third parties or whatever it is. So that seems to be a bit of a snag on the a fee, fee that's what, what the Rangers want to agree with. They obviously want a lot more for him than what Rangers are willing to pay. And it's something to do with there's more than one. I had something along those lines. I like, don't. Don't count me on it. Do you know what I mean? But there's something to do with there's more than one party involved. Yeah, well, you get these foreign, mostly Honduran and all these South American countries have got sort of all different kinds of, yeah, different systems to, to, to buy and sell players. And yeah, it's, it's sometimes very, very confusing. Um, but he does another one was, was Whitaker from. Uh, who was it that, that was supposed to be coming in? Swansea. Yeah. He was supposed Swansea. to get in. But I've heard that was on again and then it's off again and then it's on again. So, do you think, do you know anything about him, Shona? Yeah, from what I've actually watched of him, I actually quite enjoyed him when he was on loan. Was it, I can't even remember now who he was at loan with. Was it Plymouth or? I, I can't remember now, but yeah, when I watched him, he actually was quite exciting for a young player. Um, seemed to have a bit of a shot from him. Likes to cut inside from the wing. Um, a lot of pace, a lot of pace. Um, but then, what does that mean then for the likes of Rabi Matondo and Sakala if he comes in? Um, we seem to be getting a wee bit overload, or we're going to be letting them go. So, um, from what I've seen of him, I quite like. But I think there's more than just us that are interested. I think there's two or three clubs that are now looking at him, and I think Russell Martin is leaving Swansea um, as well, so whether that's got something to do with the deal that obviously you're now into, because I think that was why he stayed, wasn't it? Russell Martin wanted him to stay at Swansea in the end, wasn't it, and fight for his place, so look, I like the look of him, um, I would have rather had Lewis Palmer, um, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think he looks like a cracking player, um, so uh, look, uh, we've been interested in beforehand. Um, I think the transfer fee won't be that much for him. We're talking about one and a half, two million pounds. So if we can sell the likes of Glenn Kamara um, and maybe a few others, bring obviously Davis as well. I think all the all this this money as well that's been spent. If you look at the likes of Raskin, Cantwell, Sifuentes, Sterling, Butland, Dill, they can accumulate maybe a transfer fee if obviously we include Whitaker around seven million pounds. That's like a great bit of business. We can recoup more than half of that if we sell Davis and Kamara, if not all. So, um, like obviously David P says, the money has to be spent on going forward. So, I like this boy Whitaker. He is young, um, but we just have to wait and see because I think there probably is better players out there. Um, but whether that's obviously because of our lengths, maybe I don't know. Is Phil Phil worked with them before or anything like that that we know of? Um, because that's been like linked twice. So, anyway, well, we have to wait and see. But I do like the like, look of this Whitaker boy, but we just need to see what that means for the likes of Matondo. Well, I'm, I must admit that the player I like from Swansea was uh, Pyro, 
the the, the Dutch centre forward. Ariel, I thought he was a, a great player, but I've I've only seen him in YouTube films, so I can't really can't really judge him on on that. Uh, the other sort of a news, uh, Bill, is that Kamara will be leaving for four million to Rens. Is it Stat Rens they call it? Um, do you think four million is a, a, a reasonable price? Fifty p at this stage, honestly, Dave. He's been absolutely <laughs> chronic this season. Just good riddance to bad rubbish. Glenn Kamara has been excellent for us, but no, this season. He's, he's checked out. I think we've all said that. So I, I think if another club wants to take him on, probably whatever we get from given what we paid will be good money. Four million quid, I think, you know, if Stadrain are offering to pay that type of money, I think Rangers really have to bite their hand off for it. Because uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know Michael Beale's long term plans, but I just can't see Glenn Kamara being part of those plans. No, definitely not. Um, and and the, the the player that's probably going to be coming in to to replace him is uh, Jose Sifuentes. Um Seemingly, uh, we, we, he is actually on contract until December. But seemingly, we're trying to get him in early because the MSL season goes runs through to December. We're trying to get him in early. It's going to cost us about one and a half million, Dave. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Just pay the money. If if Michael Beale th- thinks he's going to be a, a, an addition to the squad, then we uh, then I would pay one and a half million. I mean, what would you get for one and a half million these days? We could uh, organise a friendly against anyone and raise the one and a half million if it comes to it. You know, so uh, mm. that's not huge money in terms of you know what if if this is what we need to get the right team on the pitch, we've got these Champions League qualifiers and we need to be ready for it. Yep. So Michael yep. Beale needs to do what Michael Beale needs to do to make sure that we are ready for that event. No excuses. You know, we don't want signings two weeks to go. We need to get identify the players that we're after and then make sure that he goes to the board and explains to them, this is what I need, make it happen. And then they do their job to make it happen. So that's what I'm expecting of them. And the good news there is that, you know, the, the fans forum with uh, James Bisgrove on the 21st of June, you know, I was lucky enough to get a, a ticket in the, in the draw. Yep, you do that day. So I'll be going along to tell James Bisgrove this on the 21st of June to say, this is what we need, James. So I don't want any pishy excuses from you, you know, that we, uh, it's just not going quite right. And we need, we need this, they need the deal done. We need to give Michael Beale all the help we can give him and if we don't, I'm coming back to tell you that it ain't good enough. So that, I'll be marking his card that day. On Glenn Kamara, Glenn Kamara is a wallflower. You know, he's just a wee, you know, you know, Stevie G, you used to have to put his arm around him from time to time, saying, Glenn, you're a great player, a great player. I don't want players like that. I want the players like Todd Cantwell who go out there and fucking and tell everybody that they're a great player and, and push, you know, all the, the opposition around the park. Instead of, you know, Glenn, you know, oh, they're, they're out there kicking me. So we'll fucking kick them back. You know, so that, that's what I expect to see in a Rangers player. So, Glenn Kamara, I mean, wish you all the best, Glenn. Uh, and, and I'll be happy to drive you to the airport should, should you need a lift. I love all these things you bring up, Dave, with Barisic having a knife in his back and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> we want the Barisic with a knife in his back. <laughs> I love all these wee bits here. 
you bring in. Um, now, I saw Seth Rentis in the, in, in the final of their Champions League. And to be honest, I wasn't very impressed with him. I, I thought he looked very lackadaisical. Did you see him, Shona, by any chance? Did you watch that? Well, I've been tracking this boy for quite some time, actually. And I actually really, really rate him. I, uh, obviously, I was tracking Raskin for a while as well. Um, I do think he's honestly something we're missing in the middle of the park. He's got a bit of bite about him. Um, he's very strong, do you know what I mean? He's probably quite like a Glenn Kamara, but a bit more physical. Seems to like a bit of the, the fans as well, do you know what I mean? A bit of a character. So I, I'm all for this transfer, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm absolutely all for it. Um, I really like him. Uh, I think he's going to add a wee bit of bite into our midfield. Um, obviously, the proof will have to be in the pudding. He's at a good age as well. He's an internationalist. Um so he's kind of ticking the boxes for me. I know, obviously, I watched that game. I, I wasn't too impressed with him then, but maybe he's already signed the deal with us, and maybe that's why. So he doesn't want to get himself injured before coming to us. But um, look, I think um, he has a great new player, like uh, RFC72 said there, looks for a risky pass, puts his foot in. Um, I do think, honestly, that's what we're missing in the middle of the part. A wee bit of bite. As much as I like Lundstrom and that, there's just a little bit of edge missing, do you know what, in the middle of the park. And I think that's Sifuentes. I think he might be able to add that wee bit of edge in the middle of our park for us. Um, sure. Not so long. Sure, we not we so know his ability. Huh? <laughs> the, the wee edge that he's missing in the middle of the park is ability. Oh, yeah. John Long. Yeah. But then, look, this, this guy was also linked with a few Premier League clubs not that long ago as well. So there must be something in this boy. Um, obviously, was tracked by them. So I don't know if this has got something with the the John Park kind of, is it John Park, is that his name? Yeah, the scout guy. So, no, I'm for this transfer, I have to say. I look forward to it, um, just like I am with Dowell. So, look, everything seems to be going in the in the way that I want it. As long as we can get Josh Madger, I'll be a happy girl, do you know what I mean? I think that's the one that's missing. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I like uh, Sifuentes. Well, I must admit, the, the Madger YouTube film really impressed me as well. I, I looked at it over a couple of times now, and it really impressed me as well. He's a real player that, that I thought looked really good on the YouTube film. Bill, are we going to miss Tillman? Well, there was a bit of talk in the comments section there. You know you know, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of Malik Tillman. It's all gone quiet, hasn't it? Uh, I remember <clears throat> weeks and weeks ago, we were on here on a Sunday night, and I, I said something really foolish along the lines of, if we only sign one player this summer, make it Malik Tillman. And I'll backtrack, I'll distance myself from my previous comments because, you know, there are a couple of guys there like Cifuentes that I would like to see us sign. Looks a great player. Are we going to miss Tillman if we don't have him next season? Yeah, I think we, we maybe are going to miss Tillman unless we get somebody else in like that. Because if you think about the number of times that he's actually contributed, really contributed this season, waltzing past defenders and putting the ball in the net, and I know he's had a few games where he wasn't great and a lot of people were saying he was a lazy bastard and all that, but I, I think he had a really good season with us. When you think about the age that the boy is and some of the things that he did, some of the touches, some of the waltz and pass people, some of the goals that he scored, you know, some really important goals as well in, in games that we wouldn't have won otherwise. That game against Motherwell where he, he beat just about every Motherwell player and scored the goal. Uh, yeah, I, I think we need to sign this boy up. I really do. And I think we'll make an absolute fortune on him in three or four years' time if we do sign him up now. Yeah, I just wondered what the what, what's actually happening. I know 
uh, Bayern have, have, have sacked the director of football and they're waiting for somebody else to come in, whether it's that that's a problem or, I mean, we can't sign them till July the 1st anyway, so maybe there's that's just waiting for a, for a date near that. But uh, it's, it's just funny, we're hearing nothing at the, at the moment. Um, well, that's us over the hour mark, uh, guys. I don't know. I'll, I'll go around and uh, see if you, any of you, Dave, anything you want to get off your chest? Hey, lots of things, not many of them broadcastable. But it, what I would like to do is that if uh, between, uh, if you know, bearing in mind that you know myself and uh, Colin both have tickets for the fans forum, if people could just uh, put in the comments or uh, just add, send us whatever questions you would like us to ask James Bisgrove and his uh, cohorts, then uh, we'll certainly go along armed with that and uh, beat them over the head with them. So uh, just have a think about it. You know, we obviously we've got a couple of weeks. But if there are any issues you think we should be raising with James Bisgrove, then uh, do send us some uh, a notification of that. We'll draw them all together. We'll go along there with a list of points, and uh, we will make ourselves heard. I can guarantee that. No, and the, the, one of the the great things as well, Dave, is not only we've got actually a third member of the the podcast going as well, and that's Craig. No, oh, yeah. I, I, I think that's going to be. You and Craig there together, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be a circus. It really is, I think anyway. <laughs> um, James Muckman to take that night off. <laughs> <laughs> Shona, um I've I've just thought of, of of one other thing as well that just came into my head. Uh club football, we may be getting put into the, the Club World Cup. And uh, there's another part of the city that I'm not very happy with that, I don't think. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's uh, really exciting, isn't it? £50 million right in our coffers and not in theirs. So, um, no, look, it, I think a lot of it will depend on, like, Club Rouge and Dino's Agdeb on their coefficient of points. But we are ahead of the game, so uh, let's just see what we can do in the qualifying stages of the Champions League this year, if not get into Europa League. And if we do get into Europa League, I do think we're we're probably there or thereabouts to get into this FIFA Club World Cup. Um, but the teams that we could be playing against, like Saboka Juniors, mm. Real Madrid, do you know what I mean? These are massive, massive names. Um, and no doubt, Rangers will take 10, whatever it is. I think the last one was in, is it Morocco? Is that right? The last one was in Morocco. So, um, look, I think Rangers fans could easily take, what, 10, 15,000 out there. Um, I think it would be massive, massive. The club puts a name our name out there again, T- takes us back to where we actually belong, isn't it? And that's out there with all these big, massive clubs. I don't care what anybody says, but Rangers are the biggest club that I know. Um, and we'll prove that when we go to the, the, this sort of thing. So, yeah, I can see um, it being massive for Rangers. Massive. That's like um, an extra stand in the, whatever it is, like we'll get an extra, put some money into Ibrox that way, but uh, get more fans in there. But no, um this is a massive, massive opportunity. Um, and I look, I hope hope we can actually do it. But, um, is it 32 teams? It's going to get extended to 32 teams. So, look, we've got yeah, a massive it's, chance. Sean, it's the same format as the World Cup. It will be uh, yeah. eight mm. groups of four teams. Yeah. yeah well, Which would be an absolute boon to us, to be honest. Well, you had uh, some information on the World Cup as well, I believe, that uh, that you were wanting to get off your chest. 
Hi, um, and the spirit of getting things off my chest. By the way, Shona, my mouth is absolutely watering about it after your description, talking about you know, how exciting it would be to see Rangers back where we belong, playing all those teams and everything like that. You've really, really psyched me up for it now. If we better bloody make this. Um, how good would it be, though, you know, we're playing in a competition like that and the other half of the city just to really ram that down their throats. But uh, as far as I understand, UEFA has got 12 spots in this tournament from 2025. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really great idea, you know, watching something like the World Cup, but for clubs. Uh, there's Chelsea, Real Madrid and Man City have already qualified for it by virtue of having won the Champions League the last three years, I think. So there's still eight UEFA spots up for grabs. It's based on we're ranking over the last four years. So at the moment, as things stand, Rangers would be in, but it depends what happens mm-hmm. next season, obviously. Uh, you can only have one from each country, so if there is you know, like two English clubs above us or something like that, only one of them can go in. And we would get the other spot, fingers crossed. So just, you know, to link to what Davy P was saying a little while ago about speaking to James Bisgrove and the one and a half million for Cifuentes and all of this. Yeah, we need to spend that bloody money now. We cannot afford another Malmo next season. You know, we can't afford to go out and have a crap qualifier and, you know, still be in disarray come August and all of that. We need to get the business done now, get the players in. So that in August and in September, we can go out and play well in Europe. Maybe go into the Europa after the group stages this year, get a good run and get us to this bloody Club World Cup. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it now. Yeah, I think you, you said as well before the, the show started um, that uh, for Celtic to get in, they would have to win the Champions League next year to get enough points to do it. So I think we can wave that one goodbye. I think it's a, it's about them skipping over us in terms of our coefficient the last four years because theirs is uh, non-existent, basically. So the only way that they'll get in, because you can't have two for the same country, is for them to actually go and be a Champions League winner. Um, so probably not going to happen, if I be honest. Yeah, I had a, a debate with one on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter an awful lot, but a debate with one, and he said the Rangers were the worst team uh, in European history uh, in the Champions League and I said well how can that be I said because Celtic were put out three tournaments in one year I said and Rangers put out the Champions League but we won three qualifying rounds I said how can we be the worst team so he, he retracted it and started his usual calling his old names uh, that, that we, don't, we don't want to use so Shona how do you enjoy your first day on the podcast Oh, it's been great, guys. Thanks for very much for having me on. Obviously, thanks to everybody in the chat. Hopefully, it's gone okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what it's like? Women women talking about football. But, look, here, um, no, thanks very much for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. I've obviously got all my friends watching, my wee nephew now as well. So, like, like it's, uh, it's I'm not going to lie, but I was absolutely nervous. But, look, here, um, thanks very much for having me on. And we must sign Tillman. We must sign Tillman. This boy is going to be... A player. He's got better stats than Gio Reyna. I'm telling you now. <laughs> okay. Um, Bill, pounds weight or pounds sterling? <laughs> well, Davey, I'm on a diet, <laughs> as you should know. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, Bill. And uh, it's good, good having you. Dave Fallon, how are you? Say cheerio to you and thank you for having on. It's massive. 
Yeah, it's good to be back. And well done, Shona. You were uh, you slipped in effort, effortless. So the we know the dates of the qualifying ties now. You know, when they're weeks away. You know, it's going to be early August. So everything that we should be doing is is in preparation for those dates. We know what the, the task is. Just get ourselves set up. You know, and I, I, the last time when we uh, we qualified and we got through the tie against PSV, and then we're they're sticking a microphone under Gio's chin and asking him, "Are you going to sign anyone for the Champions League?" You know, with days to go, that, mm-hmm. that's way too late. We should be uh, well ahead of the, the game in terms of our preparation for this. You know, with a, a, going into the Champions League and you've got a week to acquire the players who are going to be the basis of your squad and you're going up against, you know, some of the, the top, the, the very top teams in Europe and, and the guys aren't even in part of your squad. I want us to avoid all that stuff. So it's uh, get the, the job done early, Michael, please. Thank you. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's, let's hope we have a, a defence coming to the, the start of the Champions League because we really, we really need all the players we can get. So, well, I'll finish off now. We're, uh, we're over the one-minute tens, believe it or not. So, uh, sorry for the, the the balls up at the beginning. And uh, I'll finish up just now and thank everybody for coming on. Thank you for listening and all the best. We are the people. Good night. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.